Welcome to the Leading with Integrity and Skill podcast, presented by Dr. Bill Hostler on subjects affecting leaders across a wide array of venues. The Bible says in Psalm 78, 72, that David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. That is our goal. Stay tuned for words of encouragement about what it means to be a leader who exemplifies integrity and skill in the home, the workplace, the church, and the community. Podcast number 53, Make Every Effort to Live in Peace. The New Living Translation says, Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Romans 12, 18. That should be the objective of every leader as well as every individual. Hebrews 12.14 in the Berean Study Bible says, Pursue peace with everyone as well as holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Peaceful coexistence and holiness are two important things a Christian is to pursue. Let's consider the first pursuit. The ability to get along with people is, to me, one of the most important things a person can learn to do, particularly for a leader. Peacefully existing with others, even those who disagree with you, is an important quality each leader needs to acquire. Mahatma Gandhi, the leader who pursued a path of peace in order to change India, said, I suppose leadership at one time meant muscles, but today it means getting along with people. For those who agree with you, it is pretty easy to be peaceful. But when people don't see eye to eye with you, what do you do? The writer of the Proverbs in 16.7 says, We are to pursue God's loving and authentic way of living, which can cause even our enemies to make peace with us. They may not agree with us or vote with us, but they can respect us. The second important part of Hebrews 12.14 is pursuing holiness or God-likeness. The two cannot help but go together. The closer we are to the nature of the eternal God, the more appealing that nature will be to others. Most don't connect God-likeness and getting along with others as two parts of the same coin. But the Bible writers recognize that to be in the presence of God is to connect more with others. But I am not suggesting that we pursue peace at all costs. Both the Hebrews writer and the Romans writer suggest it may not be possible to live in peaceful coexistence. Their admonition is, if it is possible, or do as much as you can. There are times when Christians should not be agreeing or getting along with their situation, culture, or adversary. They need to push back and cause non-peaceful coexistence. I have known couples who needed to have some conflict to get important subjects on the table. Because a couple, or at least one of the couple, thought conflict was sinful, they stuffed feelings until something triggered an avalanche of discord. They are surprised and ask, Wow, where did that blow-up come from? Well, it came from conflicts which had been glossed over and pushed down over a period of time and then exploded like Mount St. Helens. Pursuing peace does not mean that we go along to get along. The situation with Stephen in front of the Sanhedrin was not peaceful. Stephen was stoned to death, and Paul had run-ins with more than one local government when he tried to share the good news of the gospel. 
A general principle found in Proverbs 16.7 reminds us that when the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. If you are living a life pleasing to the Lord, he works in your behalf to bring peace between you and those who oppose you. This is not an ironclad promise, but it is a general principle which often works for you. Now, what can you do or what can I do to try and live at peace with people? One, when someone is talking to us, we need to listen with our eyes and other body motions as well as with our ears. When people are listening to me and then lift their gaze over my shoulder or to some other part of the room, I naturally turn to see what they are looking at. And for that short period of time, I feel that I have lost them. Two, be respectful of the other person. Derogatory and degrading comments, while maybe accurate and even funny, do not endear ourselves to the person we are debating. You can win an argument and lose the war in the end. Three, focus on the issue at hand and not on the person raising the issue. Four, do your best to prepare your arguments for the position that you take. Be prepared to give an answer. Five, don't feel you need to seek a middle position if to do so will cause you to compromise on your core beliefs. I have found that a lot of Christian people, because they want to get along with others, will try to find a middle position or a middle compromise. But don't do that if you violate some important spiritual value. Six, what if the person or the organization with whom I am debating still opposes me and is unkind or argumentative? Well, move on. If you have done as much as possible with you to live peaceably, you have done what God asks you to do. Harold Swope said, I cannot give you the formula for success, but I can give you the formula for failure, which is try to please everybody. And seven, ask and trust the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and insight how you should respond. This was something that was promised to the disciples when they were drug into the courts and were accused falsely. I like to think that it is something that we also can depend on. Some good advice that I received early in my career was, they may not like me because of my position, but I don't want them to dislike me because of my disposition. That has spoken volumes to me over the years. As a leader, I can assure you that you will not please everyone which you engage with. But try your best to live at peace with and get along if possible. Where you lack, God will help provide what is needed. And this has been a production of Leading with Integrity and Skill podcast. You can like us on Facebook at Dr. Bill Hostler and get my podcast on the web at www.keyministries.net.